Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 2, with your host, Ken Finesse Media, and co-host, Treat a Millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, sit back, sit back, turn up your volume, and get ready for something brand new. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your co-host, Millionaire, and of course I have the host of the show with me today, Mr. Ken Finesse Media himself. We're going to get it live, keep it crunk, all that good stuff. Hope you all are enjoying yourself during these perilous times. So, me personally, nothing much has been up, you know, taking it easy, taking it slow. If you have not seen it, make sure, make sure you're following me on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Make sure you're following Finesse Media Podcast. If you are not, you are truly doing yourself a disservice. Like, you really are. If you have not tuned in, to Finesse Media Podcast. You are doing yourself a disservice. And that's F-I-N-E-S-S-E-M-E-D-I-A. Finesse Media is all together. Don't put a space in there. It is all together. So make sure you are tuning in to Finesse Media Podcast. For all of you that have got your shirts, we appreciate you very, very much. We've been shipping those shirts out back to back to back. We appreciate all the support. It was unbelievable. You know, we sold out in two days, had to restock and get some more. We really appreciate everyone who is pushing our brand, promoting our brand, and making sure that you support our brand. It's not going unnoticed. We really appreciate that. So once again, if you are not tuning in or not following us, make sure that you do. Finesse Media, F-I-N-E-S-S-E-M-E-D-I-A, Finesse Media, one word, podcast. And make sure you all are following us as well as listening to us. We're available on all platforms, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And Blog Talk Radio. So what we're going to do is go ahead and drop some dope, dope music for you all to listen to really quick. And we'll be right back. Peace. There is always a curious tie at some point between the fall and the creation. Taking this ghastly risk. 
is the condition of their being life. That's what I'm talking about. Philly move. That's my boy making noise and bringing that music to us each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast Season 2. Uh, Treese, how we doing, man? Um, we got to do our thing remotely just because it's quarantine. How you holding it down since these couple of weeks? Oh, man, I've been, I've been holding it down pretty good, you know. Um, just been playing with the kids, man, being, being – uh, a halftime parent. <laughs> no, nah, but just been kicking it with the kids. You know, they've been having a lot of fun. I passed out on them the other day. They was playing, uh, what do you call that game? Fortnite. Uh-huh. And I guess they have a new, um, a new skin on there. It's the Travis Scott skin. Looks like just like Travis Scott. It's pretty neat. But they were playing Fortnite and actually. Ended up getting to play with the real Travis Scott, so I was oh, I was dope. tapped out. Yeah, it was dope. I was tapped out on the couch, and they jumped on me and woke me up and was like, "It's Travis Scott! It's Travis Scott! We're playing <laughs> with Travis Scott!" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's what's up." <laughs> and you could hear him laughing, laughing in the background. He's like, "That's your mom." They were like, "No, that's our cousin." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Yeah, what's up, man? I'm asleep." <laughs> <laughs> Man, the kids are having fun and they're busy, so that's the most uh, important thing. Uh, yeah, like my, you know, like my, trying to keep them busy and trying to keep them doing uh, as much as creative stuff as possible, and uh, that's what we got to do. So, shout out to you and your household. I know you're holding it down in there. Now, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You had to catch me. I was about to run. Where you about to run? Let me ask you something. So. What snacks are you eating at your household during quarantine? Because I got to tell these listeners about these two new snacks that I got from Miss Costco's. They're delicious. But what, what snacks Ooh. are you eating at your household? I think now that you just say it like your snacks is something new. I don't even want to hear or say what I'm eating. I think you know what I'm eating this new snack um, called 
uh, Tate. It's 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 a I don't know if it's a local brand or what, man. But it's not a local brand actually. They're out of like New York. But it's Tate's it's like homemade cookies in a bag. It's dope as fuck. Uh, so I've been killing those in my goddamn teeth. Uh, mm. <laughs> every uh, every time I'm in the store, I'm getting two and three bags. So no, okay. but Costco. What they got Costco. over there? I got so, a membership renewed. Oh, okay. You gotta go. Do you, but do you like pistachios? Because if not, you might not like. Yeah. Them. You do. Okay. My okay. mouth is watering. Yep. Oh my God! They have these things. They're from 180 degree snacks, and they're called pistachio squares. They're gluten free, dairy free, um, no GMO. They're kosher. They're made in small batches, and I'm gonna tell you, the only ingredients are dry roasted pistachios, tapioca syrup, cane sugar, and Himalayan pink uh, salt. That's the only oh, ingredients in them. But they're little like square clusters of pistachios and they're like sweet and salty. If you're a pistachio fan, like thank me later. Thank me later. <laughs> so um, I have the pistachio squares and I'm glad I got those because the kids don't like them. They like, oh, these are nasty. I'm like, great. Put my bag back up. I'm glad you don't like them because if they like them. How many are you getting? Because Costco, the thing about going to Costco, they give you a million and thousand and and sixteenth. So they're small bags. These are small bags. Um, Yeah. I'm talking about going business. When I leave Costco, I'm always thinking about what's the next venture Mm -hmm. I can sell this shit. (laughs) It's a a 16 ounce bag. So that's the pistachio squares. And then the other ones are these lemoncello chocolate. Roasted almonds covered in white chocolate and lemon cream. My God, my God. My God today. That, my okay. God, my God. Let the church that. say amen. They are they are you. good. Now those I, I hide that. from the kids. I put them in. I I hid them in the flower container. Um. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause they <laughs> right. tore they, they tore like up. half the bag up in a day. They were throwing them up, catching them in their mouth and shit. I was like, God damn. They done got the good snacks. I was like, okay, that's enough, yeah. They were asking, where those, where those one little um, fan, they call them fancy M and M's. Where's the fancy M and M's at? They gone. They gone. Yeah, they gone. They gone. <laughs> they gone. They out of there. Where's the fancy M and M's? Oh, y'all ate them all. Uh, uh, cause I remember they gone. They gone. They ain't no more fancy M and M's. Y'all ate them all. That's my they answer. Gone. Sorry, I'm sticking kid. to it. Man, listen, y'all who listening on this episode of Finesse Media Podcast, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms, uh, Finesse Media LLC on Facebook, at Finesse Media on Instagram, and if you're on TikTok, which we all have been over the quarantine weeks and what it feels like months, uh, follow us there at Finesse Media. Each and every week, Finesse Media Podcast, we talk about and highlight HBCUs, myself and co-host Teresa Millionaire. We're alumni of the HBCU, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. And each and every week, as mentioned, we shout out HBCU. So it's time for the HBCU of the week. Keep it rolling. Historically black colleges and universities commonly called HBCUs are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans. 
and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. And our HBCU of the week is happening this week. Teresa Millionette, what's going on, girl? All right. And each and every week, as mentioned, I'm not sure what's going on. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Our HBCU of the week is Tuskegee University. Tuskegee University, thank you for being our HBCU of the week. Each and every week on Finesse Media, we talk to people that's finessing the game. And this week, I have a great pleasure of introducing you all, if not already knowing, a hilarious comedian um, from my Midwest Central region from Cleveland, Ohio, David A. Arnold. So happy to speak with him this episode and see what he's got going on, which we already should check out already the new Netflix comedy special, uh, The New Ballerina. That thing is super-duper funny. Uh, we'll take a quick uh, break from our sponsors, and we'll be back with David A. Arnold. David, man, hold it down. Ready to talk to you, bro. We'll be back with more and with something brand new. You're listening to Finesse Media Podcast, where each week we bring our listeners the hottest topics in entertainment, media, sports, HBCU news, and special guest celebrity interviews. When we are on air, you are in tune with what's brand new. And that's what it is. You're in tune with what's brand new each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast Season 2. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and my co-host, Teresa Millionaire, is in the studio. But we're, of course, remotely keeping the social distancing thing going. And we got a Finesse joining us this episode, as mentioned already, David Arnold, man. What's good, bro? What's happening, man? How you doing? Good, good, man. Thank you for joining the podcast and joining. I know, you know, we got some downtime, but you still a busy guy. And uh, thank oh you again God. for joining. <laughs> yeah, man, no problem. Yeah, I'm trying. Listen, you got to stay busy. So I got, you know, I got a, I got a lot of stuff going on still. Working, you know. Thank God, a part of the creative process is working. You know, these kids in here trying to keep them from, uh, you know, driving me crazy because they got Take questions over, every, you know. Yeah, they in school, so you know they asking me questions. I'm like, don't, don't be asking me no school questions. You need to ask your mama all that stuff. I don't know none of that. <laughs> you need some jokes, That's, or you need me uh, to write something for you. I can do that. But if you need some math, that ain't that ain't for me. So, but we, but, but you know, I'm 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 doing good, man. I'm really doing good. That's good, man. And again, we had a chance, we had a chance to check out your your uh, Netflix special, which is. Fucking hilarious, man! The new ballerina, that experience. Fat ballerina. What was that like? I'm say one more time. Fat ballerina. Fat ballerina. Why am I saying new ballerina? Fat ballerina. Of course, it's it's a hilarious (laughs) piece, man. And you did that on Netflix. How was that experience for you? I know the feedback has been crazy. Oh man, it it, it has. It's it's been very. It's been very uh, positive. It's been great. you know, it was an independent project that we did that Netflix licensed and distributed for us. I'm proud of it because uh, I actually, you know, 
I produced and edited and did all of it myself. We had a great team in Cleveland, Ohio, which is my hometown where we shot it at. The film crew that came in and just laid it out, man. And it's just been incredible. Kevin Hart is the executive producer of it. And, you know, Kevin, we basically did a social media marketing campaign. And it was it went so strong that the first week it came out, it was number one for like the first 10 days it trended on Netflix. So I was very happy with it. Um, it got me attention of a lot of people, and now I just landed another deal to do another special. So I'm very excited Ooh, about okay. the opportunity that it did. Yeah, it's very dope. So I'm, I'm, I'm already into the pre-production of my next stand-up special. I can't hear you. You went away. I can't hear you at all. Can you hear us now? I can hear you, but I can't hear him. Okay. Seems like we might be having a few complications, you know. Technology yeah, is was, a mug. <laughs> yeah, he was good, but yeah, it was so, good right then, but then he's gone. Yeah, I'm sure he'll tap back in. Just a few complications. So I see that you've made several appearances mm-hmm. on shows like Comedy Central and Entourage on HBO. Yeah. Like, how are they finding you to do these specials and to make these appearances? Um, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, this town is very small. The more that you work, the more that your work gets seen, more people that are doing other work, they reach out to you and like, hey, man, I saw you on this. It's the same way I got this, this next special. You know, uh, the, I'm, I'm going to announce their name soon as another powerhouse has joined our team. So it will be Kevin Hart that's doing it again. And Kevin and uh, a female uh, television producer who is uh, a filmmaker who's joined forces with him and now we're getting ready to do my next special. But like the same way she found me is from seeing your work. People see your work. I've done Comedy Central. I've done Comic View, Def Jam. I've done I, I I've done so much stand up. You know, I've been doing stand up for twenty four wow. years. So what you know, work begets work. One person hears or sees, and they ask you to come do their stuff. You know, and that's how just one thing leads to another. That's amazing. Now, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> exactly, for real, for real. You know, had a lot, lot of things that you have there. Um, when it comes to your stand-up, like, how are you able to make the everyday jokes and they, they're they big? Like, where do you pull your material from? Like, I know from, from your stand-up, it's like, yeah, your life and stuff yeah. like that. But how do you know it's like, do you test them out on somebody? Like, how do you know, okay, this one's going to be a hit here? You, as, the more you do this, the more you know what's funny. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I know what's funny. And I, I've been doing this long enough that very seldom do I have an experience and go out and go, oh, this is going to be great, and I go up there and get absolutely nothing. Most of the time, you know what's funny. Because in the moment while you're experiencing it, it's funny. So you go, this is hilarious, and you take it to the stage, and you work it out, and you find it up there, and, you know, and it just gets stronger and stronger the more you do it. So I think that, right. you know, you get close to, you know, it's like shooting a jump shot. When you just shot a jump shot from every single position on the court, you know what you need to give it to get it in that basket. So I feel okay. like comedians, yep. we're like that. We know this is what we do. Okay. Oh, now, that was a great answer. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. 
Now, did you always want to be a comedian? Like, how did you get into stand-up? Um, I didn't. I don't know. I always wanted to be. I knew that, that was funny, but I didn't know. I didn't know that you could be a comedian. I didn't know that that was a real thing. Like I saw Eddie right. Murphy do it when I was a kid, do delirious, mm-hmm. and I watched my parents, you know, laugh laugh at it. But I didn't know it was something you could do, you know, until much later in my life. And okay. um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to do something in entertainment. I did know that, but okay. I didn't know that you know the comedian thing was real. And then when I realized, oh, this is something I can do. I gave it a shot and it works. Mm. So what was your first like aha moment? Because you said you gave it a shot and it worked. So what was that moment where you were like, oh yeah, I can do this? Um, It was the first time I opened up for this. I was in the military and this professional military tour, comedy tour came through our base to perform. And I, my mother was there and my mother talked to promoter into letting me do five minutes because I had been doing these little mm. open mics in the neighborhood and okay. she talked him into let me do five minutes I did five minutes and killed and he asked me the promoter at the end of the show on stage in front of everybody would I be willing to come to the other military bases in the neighborhood and open up for them oh wow again and that started okay. my career. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, I, I can do this. I think I got, I got something here. And that was the thing that started me going, oh, I'm going to give this a shot. I can do this. Okay. Now, have you ever had to deal with, like, hecklers in the crowd? And if so, like, how do you deal with them? Like, do you, um, like, just, I call it Joan on them, like, I'm going to get on your head, boy. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, what? Can, how do you do it? You the way you learn how to deal with hecklers is when hecklers get the best of you when you're coming up and you're new. Every comedian mm. that does stand up have always had moments where a heckler has gotten the best of them and they spent the next two weeks going, I should have said this. You know what mm. I mean? And then as you get better and better at it and the stronger you get and the more confidence you have, the less you worry about that. And then I've you know, I've had hecklers that I've completely destroy and then you know <laughs> and you have hecklers that you know that you like like now it's 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 when you become so seasoned it don't mm-hmm. matter now like there's nothing mm-hmm. no heckler can do with me because this is what we do <laughs> I, and we do this all day it's like I said I always tell people this it's like going into an amateur boxing gym okay and going in there and go I got next mm. And you're going to get knocked the fuck out. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Even though you ain't never seen none of them people fight. You ain't never seen yeah. them on TV fight. You don't know none of them. They've been in there boxing and training for years. For years. So yep. you're going to walk in there, and because you don't know this dude, you think, you know, oh, I don't know him. I ain't never seen him box. And the guy got next. And then you're going to get put on your back real quick. That's quick, fast, and hard. Comedian. That's what we do. We are yeah. we are born with a tongue and a while you thinking about what you're gonna say next, we already in your ass. It's just it's just <laughs> what we do. It's just how we wired now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, hecklers are not not something that seasoned comedians are worried about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and talk about your upbringing, uh, David, in Ohio. I'm uh, from the Midwest. 
Chicago, my yeah. co-host Teresa me in Dallas, Kansas City. So we love us of the Midwest. So how was mm-hmm. that experience growing yeah. up in the Midwest, and how did it influence you for your, you know, in your comedy career today, if any? But I'm sure because the Midwest is full of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up in an entertainment mm-hmm. family. My fa- my stepfather started a group. He was the original founding member of a group in the '50s that became popular in the '70s called the OJ. And oh yeah. Mother, <laughs> Just throw that yeah, out and there. my mother also was the role manager, and she was the role manager for Teddy Pendergrass. So oh, I was, Teddy I, I, so I, you know, yeah. So I grew up very close and in that world, and. You know, I, I I have a grandfather that owned the asphalt company that I started working at when I was seven years old. And I worked every summer from seven till 17 till he retired. And mm. so I've been, I saw the, the glitz and glamour of being around the OJs and being on tour with them in the summertime or doing a vacation. And I also saw shoveling asphalt in the yeah. uh, 85 degree weather in the heat, mm. in 120, you know, degree asphalt. I was made up of both of those people. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I know how to work in this business, but I know how to stay grounded, you know, and mm-hmm. be who I am. And just come, you know, in Cleveland, I'm, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. they always been <laughs> terrible my whole life. Yeah, I was going to say, come on, Except for one year. But I'm never going to not be a fan. And that's I know that's right. Cleveland. I know that's right. Cleveland, we real... We don't, like, I don't understand people who go, oh, yeah, my city's no good, so I started cheering for the 49ers. No. Yeah, that's great. That ain't how it works. Yeah. You know, you, you grew up when you grow up. I, I, when, Cleveland, when Cleveland left and went to Baltimore for three years, I didn't have a football team. I didn't cheer for nobody. Mm. <laughs> because I'm that just, loyalty. I'm just, that's just who I am. I'm just like, mm. I, I, and, and I say that because what I got from Cleveland is that I'm, I have a fight in me. I've been doing stand-up 24 years pretty much under the radar. I've been told no, and I've been rejected way more times than I've been told yes. But the thing about me is that I'm a fighter. I keep going. So when I get people that just now see me and they see Fat Ballerina that's on Netflix right now killing, and they go, oh, my God, who's this guy? Where'd you come Mm -hmm. from? I've been here for a long time because I've been writing and producing television for other people, and I've been doing stand-up. But I've been doing it under the radar. So when I got uh-huh. this another, when I got this this new special, and they asked me in the meeting, they were like, "Well, how soon do you think you'll be ready to do another hour?" They don't realize I already got another hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've been doing You're this for so it. long, they ain't seen half the shit that I got. So I can I can fire off two more of these and not repeat a joke. Because I've been working, you know what I mean? I think you get that work ethic and all that stuff. That comes from where I come from, where I was raised and what I was around. You know what yep. I mean? So and I was, that's, that, that's, that's how that works into who I am. I and know I that's right. Say, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that fight. That's what we, I, I hope our listeners heard that. That's that Midwest fight, but particularly, particularly mm-hmm. Ohio fight. I know your other counterpart, um, Kim Whitley, who's another Ohioan yep. who yep. finesses yep. the motherfucking game. I got to get on this damn podcast and talk some shit with her. But you guys went mm-hmm. around, and I'll be honest, I this is when I was introduced to David A. Arnold, was when you, were, you uh, and Kim Whitley was traveling around doing the he said, she said. The shit was brilliant <laughs> from just a creative <laughs> oh, standpoint. Oh, thank you. Even if you yeah. never saw 
or and, and honestly, goodness, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't able to and have not been able to see you guys. So I hope you do that again. Right. But if you see yeah. it, you go, damn, that's creative. What two comics you know yeah. that's killing the motherfucking game come together? But I won't steal it. Tell people about it because that shit is really what gave me the green light and say, this motherfucker's funny. David Arnold got a new fan in me. <laughs> Oh um yeah. well now so what was your question? I'm sorry together? I missed that. I'm sorry. How did um, that come well, together between Kim Willie yeah, and Yeah, let yourself? me tell, okay. Well, this is first of all, thank you. Me and Kim are like brother and sister. We grew up in Cleveland, uh around the corner from each other but never knew each other. We met wow. in LA at a comedy club. And she was dating who was like my cousin at the time back in the day. Was Gerald LeVert. Her and Gerald used to date. Many, many years. Oh, wow. And Wait, did so, you say Joe LeVert, you know, your cousin? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Let's, let's he slid it in let there. You, yeah, let me tell you how <laughs> my cousin. Let me, let me tell you what I mean when I say cousin. You know how black people, we got cousins? Oh, okay. But we don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah, your cousin. Because you've known him, known him so long. That's family. But still, that's because, family. But because that's you got to remember, like what I told you is my stepfather started the OJs, who was right. his father, Eddie LeVert. So we've been coming up. We've been together since we was since as long as I can since I was six, long as I can okay. remember. Yeah, that's so family. So that's how okay. we grew up. You see, what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. family. So you know, so when I when me and Kim met out here, we became friends. I this is the real way that it started. I wanted to go out on the road and perform as a comedian. Kim wanted to go out on the road and perform. Kim is a comedic actress who was. Getting who wanted to develop her stand up chops, she wanted to get them strong. <laughs> so, but what she didn't want to do is carry a whole show by herself. I don't want right. to go out there and be committed to doing an hour. Let me go out there. So, I said, Well, why don't we do this? Because I wanted to go out on the road, but comedy clubs would not book me because nobody knew who I was. Mm. Because black They're people lost. don't go see comedy, black people go see people they know. That's, That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, people like myself, who's a killer comedian but no national recognition, don't nobody care. They want to go see somebody they know. So what yeah. I did is I told Kim, I said, well, "Why don't we do this? Why don't we go together? And you go up, I go up, then you come back up, and we go up and we do a we do a half hour together, and we you know we do some improv shit. That way, your face is the thing that'll draw them in the room." And my stand-up and my, you know, my experience as a comedian, I'll knock them out. So we mm-hmm. put that package Super together, smart. and it just started working. And me and Kim, Kim is so funny, and she's so, and we're so good together that every show is different when we go out. You know what I mean? Because Kim will go up and do a half hour, then I'll come up and do a half hour, then we go up and we did a half hour together. And we started mm-hmm. doing that about four years ago. And it does great. Now Kim tours by herself. She got her, that muscle to where it needs to be, where she's out there and she's comfortable going out and doing, you know, a whole weekend by herself. And she's mm-hmm. on the Ladies Night Out comedy tour with some more and, you know, all the other people that, yeah. that you know, Sherry yeah. Shepard and all them, she's on that. And I'm out now doing stuff. I can go out now and do stuff myself, especially easier because of my Netflix special, because of my social media push, yeah. too, which, which exploded over the last 18 months. So that's how the show came about, and it's great that we both do separate things, but now, but we come back together and we do that because we love being with each other. I need y'all to do that again, David. I need y'all once this whole thing lifts and whatnot, y'all get back oh, out there will. and be creative. Cause oh, we you will. Guys are also. 
Yeah, you guys were interactive with the audience too. Because I, I caught some video, so I never was able to sit live. But oh man, I've seen clips where I was able to see them, and I, I seen the interaction that you guys had with the audience there, and that's different too. I mean, of course, as kind of uh-huh. you you know you you going back with the audience, but this is a much fun way and a more strategic way. I think again, creative. But she doing her thing, you doing your thing. I know it's, it was set to happen, of course, with the COVID and whatnot, but set to headline mm-hmm. the Dion Cole and Friends comedy tour. Or comedy show and Essence Festival. That shit was gonna be yes. crazy. Uh-huh. Yes. I was very excited about seeing that. Uh, that was I'm, gonna be I, crazy. I, I was very Dion is a good friend. Shout town. Uh, and they asked me, yeah, Dion Cole's a good friend and they asked me to do um to perform on the show with him at Essence and you know, obviously all that went south, but you know, I'm, I, I'm sure that all of these things will come back around again. I'm, I'm in development. Like I said, I'm yeah, I'm in development. I'm I'm actually doing, you know, I'm developing two TV shows right now. So um, okay, can you talk uh, about that? Yeah, what, right. Tell us. Uh, yeah, tell one, us is a, more. one is a one is a scripted show that is executive produced by Kevin Hart and the new producer that's come on board that's going to do my stand-up special, my next stand-up special. She is now also uh, interested in redeveloping this show with us. So it's based okay. on it's based on a joke that I did in the uh, set, Fat Ballerina called Divorce Save My Marriage. And um, <laughs> yeah, we're literally uh, gearing, you know, getting this, this pilot ready to go to go out and sell. And then I'm also developing an unscripted a reality-type show with my wife and my daughters. That's based on okay. all of the stuff from my Instagram. So I, because I, mm. I don't know if you guys know, but like in the last eighteen months, my stand, my Instagram, and my social media, Facebook, and all that, it went from like seventeen hundred followers to like over seven hundred thousand now in the wow. last eight months. I mean, it's in the wow. last eighteen months, yeah. So it's really been fantastic, and I used that as a launch pad, and that got the, the attention of the producers of uh, a very big production company so now we're developing a uh, we're developing a, a, a non-scripted show uh, based on my life and the girls and everything so I'm mm-hmm. basically here working on those two things until it's time mm-hmm. to go back out on tour right right keeping busy keeping finesse in the game and your wife seems super serious i i can only imagine seeing her on on, on screen uh daily uh recently <laughs> i think you were live and you've done some clips with her man and she was kind of sitting there being super serious and you being hilarious oh. in your own way oh yeah yeah she has her moments yeah but yeah she just she navigates my ridiculousness and my daughter <laughs> you know they're very good at, at you know doing it too but you know, I think what works about that stuff is that we're all just being who we are, and none of it is really mm-hmm. staged or scripted. I just know how to catch moments, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, I, and it just works. Mm-hmm. And you, David, uh, continue to, again, finesse it by moving uh, the needle with relaunching or helping relaunch by being the uh, the TBN writer for Fuller House, which is one of my favorite shows, uh, Full House, wow. when it was airing back in. Yeah. I'm an 80s five. I'm an 80s baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. I grew up on right. Fuller House. So you were part of that project, Fuller House, and, and it's still on, you know, Netflix. It, it done real well. So how was that experience writing on that, you know, that project? And, well, you know, it was great. Uh, I was a I was a producer on the, the on Fuller House that's on Netflix, season four or five. I think the rest of it is uh, going to be, the rest of the episodes of season five will be rolling out in, like, uh, June. But, okay. you know, that was an iconic show. 
and I was the only black producer on that show. Um, and it was it was just it was what was dope about it was to be a part of something that had such a great history. The huge yeah. history, like you said, it was a huge show from the nineties. It was, you know, get to get a chance to come in and do the last two seasons of the reboot was great. I'm making great people. I'm developing a television show with one of the stars of that show as well. I'm I'm writing something for one of them. So, you know, it, it, it spawned some great relationships as well. But just as a writer and producer, it was it was great to see a show, to film a show in front of a live studio audience that had such a big deep history and following. That was that was that was incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it, so I'm, I'm happy to know that David Arnold's behind, you know, the producing work of it all. Man, I'm, yes. I'm happy to know that, and I can't wait for those new episodes to roll out. My, I'm sorry, Trish, you had a question. Go ahead. Oh, oh, you were fine. I was just gonna ask him when I talk to comedians. I always like to know, um, mm-hmm. in your opinion, whether it be deceased or new, um, yes. still living, doesn't matter. Who are your like top three comedians? Without saying yourself, you're, you're you're given, you're yeah. given, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would never say myself because I feel like most comedians. That's what I feel. I feel like most comedians are. We know you know you know you're good, but you don't. I don't know how many comedians would really. I'm sure there would be some that would go. Well, shit, I'm number one. I don't. I think that when they put when they put you in words with other people you just be happy to just be mentioned you know but like for me obviously the the ones would be like you know there's obviously you you see Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby and Mm. then there's people like you know Wanda Sykes and Jerry Seinfeld there's people Mm. you know there's so many like it's it's so many people that you can, you know, like you have to Eddie Murphy, you know what I mean? Like there's so many people that you, that you can name, but then there's Rodney Terry and, 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 and Tony Roberts, the people that's not huge national stars, but some of the, but like Tony Roberts is one of those dudes I know if you go watch him, he, you, you can't breathe. He's so funny. You know what I mean? He got like, a so lot many of kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony Roberts is a beast. You know what I mean? Rodney Terry is incredible. Chris uh, Spencer, I don't know nobody quicker off the top of their head. Dave Chappelle, obviously, is murdering. You know, so it's like yeah. there's so many people that it's hard to go. Oh, these are my top three because like it, there's people that I would want to watch all the time, but there's mm. people that are always going to be on that list. Richard Pryor always going to be on that list. Bill Cosby is always going to be on that list. You know, there's certain people that you're just not. Robin Williams is always going to be on that list. Oh yeah. There's some people that yeah. you just can't forget that they know their way around that stage and that microphone, and they didn't just do it for a period of time. They did it over decades, and I think mm-hmm. that's the part that makes you a real comedian when you can, when your voice and your comedy touches the. Touches you know touches people over decades. Mm-hmm. And you worked with like Kevin Hart as a close partner in the mm-hmm. business. Dion Cole, as we mentioned, Rodney Perry, who's a friend mm-hmm. to the show. He's a finesse. Mm-hmm. What comedians comedians that you're looking for or would like to work for? Not work for, of mm-hmm. course, but work, work with. with. Yeah, work with people. I would love to work with. I would love to do. I would love to do something on camera with Dion Cole. I would love to do something. Um, 
I would love to do something with one of the Sykes. Camille, yes, like, I would hilarious. love to play. Yeah, I would love to play opposite my sister Kim Whitley. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, like those, those. I think me and her would be fantastic on camera together, like mm. especially in a brother sister role. Um, mm. But I, uh, you know, I feel like those, like some of the people that I think about right off the bat, that I go, yeah, I would love to do something with these people. They would be fantastic. And many of those people that you mentioned and already, again, have worked with, too, uh, are or have kind of like transitioned to actors and actors. Do you see that being something that you would jump into, uh, you know, uh, being yeah, an actor? I mean, I'm, I'm diver- yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I am an actor. I'm, I'm, I've done, you know, I've, I've had a reoccurring role on Meet the Browns. You know, I've done a lot of television shows, like character stuff, but I do – that's what one of the things that we're developing right now, this television show, based on my stand-up and my experience off of the bit that I did in the stand-up special, Divorce Save My Marriage. And so that is written for me. So, yeah, I, I'm 100% uh, excited about being able to show that side of my talent, yeah, of being able to stand on screen and, and deliver comedy in that, yeah. in that way, too. Because when you see your comedy, man, it's, it's definitely different from other comics where you're animated, you're serious, but and then the jokes come away with a powerful message at the same time. So I, I, that's why I say the Fat Ballerina for me uh, was a good time to, to watch it. For people who ain't checked it out, we said it 17 million times on it. Check it out, man. Ain't nobody doing shit. And it's not even about you're not doing nothing. This is a comic who's doing his thing. And just if you recognize, because Netflix, I, I really love what they're doing with a lot of the comics and getting them that platform. Uh, Absolutely. Again, for comics who yeah. don't really get the notoriety. Tiffany Haddish did it with her special, recognizing other comics. And I just think it's dope. And uh, again, right. saying we had a couple comics on before, I appreciate and respect comics so much because your material got to be fresh. Shit, two weeks ago don't even matter. So the talent... That right. you guys gotta have is just impeccable, and the timing too. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm grateful to somebody like my friend Kevin Hart, who is one of the realest dudes I've ever known. We've been friends long before he was Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? Um, and he came to me and was like, "Dude, you, you deserve this, and you need this, and I want to help you get it." And he's done every single thing that he said he was going to do. And he's never changed. He's always been the same dude. And, you know, you respect that when you get that from people. You know, because Kevin is one of the biggest comedic entertainment and, you know, entertainers and influencers in this business. So, you know, Absolutely, he, yeah. He, he, he's, he's always been real. He stays real. And, you know, he I, I'm very excited about him being a part of this next special that I'm doing and this TV show. You know what I mean? Because... The dude gets me, and he's in my corner, and he's he's I I I I work hard to make sure that when he puts his name on something that I do, that it's worth it. That's amazing, mm-hmm. and it's so important for someone that you're working with to get you and get your vision, because it just yeah. makes yeah it makes it a lot easier. From what I see with Kevin Hart, it's like he has his hand in so many different pots. Like, he has the YouTube shows, you know. He right. has his, own, you know, Netflix special after special after special. Like, right. he's he's doing big things. And, I, yeah, he's definitely at the top of the comedian game. Um, what would you say as far as people who are up and coming 
that are wanting to be comedians, what are some tips that you would tell them to help them become successful? Um, anybody who wants to be a comedian or who thinks they have what it takes, yeah, there's a couple things you'll know or that you should know. One, being a comedian is not just about being funny. You know what I mean? Because, like, I have – we all got uncles and cousins and brothers and sisters that's hilarious. Like, right. always hilarious. But that, ain't got, that don't mean you're a comedian. A comedian is a person that goes to a comedy club, gets on stage, and when it doesn't work out, which it will not, when, it, when it's bad and they don't laugh and you may get booed, that experience – makes you want to get back on stage even more to figure out why. Comedians have that. If you're not a comedian, it's going to make you go, I don't never want to feel that again, and you'll never go up there again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of pain yeah. in comedy. Yeah. It's a lot of, you, the way you find out what works is by first experiencing what doesn't work. So you got to mm. know, you got a comedian, we get up at night, when you go into bed, we getting up and getting dressed and going to a comedy club. You're willing to go to a comedy club and, you know, is it in you to go to a comedy club at 8 p.m. and sit there till 2 o'clock in the morning and then you get on stage at 2 at 1.45 a.m. for four people and do 15 minutes for four people, two who drunk and two who ain't paying attention. And you go wow. out there feeling 100% accomplished for the day. That's a comedian. Comedians mm-hmm. just gotta be around it. We wanna just we're not even going on stage tonight, but we're going to stand in the back of the comedy club and watch and see and hear. You know what I mean? Like that's a comedian. Yeah. comedian. And, and if it's in you, you gotta know it's gonna be hard. Every day. Every single day. And then you start to see life through a different lens. You know what I mean? So if you want to do it, go on out there and do it. You're going to find out real quickly if you're a comedian or if you're just somebody who's funny at the barbecue. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's one of those you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Uh-huh. I don't fuck around. I don't fuck around with comedians. And growing up, my family's like, oh, you should be a comedian. No, no, I'm that guy at the barbecue. <laughs> we're going to make a couple of jokes and we're going to laugh. We're going to have some shots and whatnot, but I ain't fucking around right. because, as I mentioned, the respect, uh, the level of respect I have for comedians, come on, you got to be fresh. And as you mentioned, you got so many personalities and what you think is funny is not. So y'all yeah. are definitely, I think, at the top list of when I think of people finessing the game, comedians alike, uh, you know, male, female, they're finessing the game because they keep it raw material. Shout out to Lunell, who's a female comedian who joined our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's just finesse in the game. But David Arnold, you are finesse in the game, brother man. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, this episode. Uh, let people know how they can keep up with you. You say it grew from seventeen hundred to where it is now, but we want to push it. Let our followers know how they. Can... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna push it to that million. Yeah, I'm on my way. You can go to Instagram uh, at it's at the David A Arnold or Facebook is David A Arnold. TikTok is David A. Arnold. YouTube is David A. Arnold. And Twitter is David A. Arnold. You got to put in the A. If you don't put in the A, you're going to get the white dude that does the soundtracks for James Bond. But you know, if you put in David, Ar- David A. Arnold, you'll find me. But uh, I'm all over social media. And, you know, go to Netflix and, and check out my uh, Netflix special, Fat Ballerina. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, 
seeing everybody when I come to tour on their in their cities. I'm hoping they come out to the shows. Absolutely. That's what's up. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Um, as mentioned, my co-host is in Kansas City. Uh, if you're dropping through one of those cities, we'll be front and center. I'll and be both you, definitely. We'll <laughs> be there. there. I'm aware of certain be like, remember uh, you was on the show. I'm going to be front I'm going to remember as soon as you say <laughs> That's what's up. David Arnold, man, thank you so much for joining the National Media Podcast. Keep doing it. Keep finessing the game, bro. Y'all be good. Be safe out there, y'all. Okay. You too. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Okay. Yeah, you too. Okay, be good. Bye-bye. Be good. Be good. David Arnold, comedian, actor, writer, producer, doing everything finessing the game. As we say every week, we talk to people that's finessing the game. Trees, what a good episode. What another good time. What another Excellent. great semester we Excellent. had. <laughs> Thank you for he you people who are dedicated. Go ahead. <laughs> I said he dropped a bunch of jewels. He dropped a bunch of jewels, man. I dropped a fucking call at the top of the episode. I don't know what the hell happened, man, but crazy shit with technology. But we keep the ball rolling because we are finessers. So check us out on all things and all of our social media platforms. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, make sure you're hitting the follow button so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. Again, our HBCU of the Week, Tuskegee University. Thank you for being our HBCU of the Week. And Treese, I'm out of here. What another episode, baby. We holding it down. Peace. We'll see y'all next week with another episode or with something brand new. We out. You're listening to Finesse Media Podcast, where each week we bring our listeners the hottest topics in entertainment, media, sports, HBCU news, and special guest celebrity interviews. When we are on air, you are in tune with what's brand new. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages. Instagram, we are at Finesse Media. Twitter, check us out at underscore Finesse Media. And on Facebook, Finesse Media, LLC. See you next week with something brand new.